the bane of bureaucrats, violating terms of service on crybaby social media platforms, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction, firing cannonballs of common sense into the walls of corruption, and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Hello, patriots, liberty lovers, and freedom lovers worldwide. This is John Ferd with Liberty Now on air and from libertynow.com. Coming to you from my home base in New Zealand. Hope you're doing fantastically. So uh, I, like most of you, am super busy, don't have a ton of time to get into the studio to do recordings when I would like, so just taking advantage of some drive time. So apologies if this isn't super good quality, but uh, just wanted to get some key points out to anybody listening. I've been thinking about you know, our worldviews and how those can be affected by, you know, what we see, what sources of information we have, you know, in the media particularly, um, and any other source, you know, from hearsay, friends, family, etc. And I think I can provide a key in the war against misinformation and tyranny and globalism. I mean, of course, everybody thinks that they're viewpoint is the correct one, that they have the right worldview, and that's understandable and fair. I, I think most of us would say that. But how do you know if you have an accurate worldview? And if you can understand, I think, a, just a basic psychological principle, something that I learned in Psychology 101, and it really makes a lot of sense. If you can just have an open mind enough to be intellectually honest and and accept when you may have been wrong about something. That's the starting point, is just having a little bit of humility. Um, and I'm always, I'm not always the most humble person, I'll admit it. And I tend to um, want to believe that every, you know, I want to believe everything I know, but I have been proven wrong. I admit that and I have changed my opinion on a number of things over the years. And a lot of that has been due to just being willing to ask questions, being willing to reconsider without somebody pressuring me, without them you know, trying to cram information down my throat, but giving me time to digest and think about and really contemplate about concepts and, and certain things. And I, I think that's what we all need to allow people is the space to, you know, reconsider their opinions. So, you know, I'm going to get pretty hardcore sometimes because I really feel like time is short. We don't have a lot of time to get the truth out there. But uh, I just want to get the message to everybody who, who will listen, who's willing to have an open enough mind. But uh, the 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 Rosetta Stone, or the one of the key things I think that will help you understand, you know, you get that question all the time about, well, how do I know what fake news is? Or how do I know what's a real news story? Or, you know, what's the truth or not? First of all, we have a, a God-given sense of discernment. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, we can look at things. And you, you know when you heard something that sounds a little too good to be true, or you're not quite sure, or you have a gut feeling about it, you should question that. Definitely listen to your gut. Uh, there's a, a fantastic book. 
I've referred to it before called Blink. I believe Malcolm Gladwell was one of the authors. He also wrote um, Freakonomics, a couple really good books. And I may not agree with those authors, you know, politically all the time, but I think they make some really good points worth reading, looking into. And I think a tool in your arsenal against fake news and learning how to understand things, and uh, particularly when we're trying to understand, like, when I keep talking about, you know, globalism and these, these big international globalist plans to take over the planet in one world government, it sounds crazy because most of us don't think that way. And that's the point I wanted to get to is basic psychology 101 is projection. You know, when we look at something and we try to understand something new or new information, why somebody said something or why someone behaved the way they did, we have to understand it from our reference point of how we understand or think about things. That's only natural that we would learn about or we would understand things from how we view them. But I'll tell you a story that really slammed that home for me, which just blew my mind. When And this is just a simple, you know, one-on-one psychology thing that I learned. But one of our uh, in-class assignments in psychology was to look at a photograph, it was actually a sketch, just a picture in the book, and it, it was really a nondescript, uh, there was no description with it, it was just a sort of a generic sketch of what looked like, I'm trying to be as objective as possible here, what looked like a male figure um, looking away from the viewpoint of the viewer, out towards what could have been like a oceanfront or water. Um, some, some rocks nearby suggesting maybe like a seaside view. There wasn't a lot of detail in it, but that was sort of the scene. So this person wearing a, like a jacket or something, just sort of looking out over the ocean. Um, no expression on the face that you can see. Um, not much in the background. So the assignment was, take a look at this picture, spend a few minutes just examining it, and make up a story about this scene. What do you see here? So we had to take about you know 20 minutes and just write down our little narrative about what we thought about that picture. So uh, I started writing down about, he looked like a secret agent sort of hiding in the rocks and he was watching for um, an enemy ship or something coming in. And I made up this like James Bond sort of scenario and uh, and then we, we turned our papers in and the professor said the story that you wrote had nothing to do with the picture or anything I told you 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 just wrote about what was in your mind you just told us about yourself or what's going on in your mind at the time and I'm like yeah that, that kind of makes sense, but I mean, you look at the picture and that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like this spy guy, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure the stories didn't vary that much, you know. So I thought, well, I'll take it home and I'll, I'll show my dad. You know, he's got a few years on me, come from a different perspective, but, you know, we'll see what he says. And uh, 
a little backstory here. Um, this was a couple years uh, after my, maybe three years after my mother had passed away from cancer. And, you know, we were all grieving in our own ways. My dad, particularly, uh, he, his mood was just really down um, and had been for a long time. And, you know, we, we processing this, you know, us kids, there's five of us kids in the family, uh, you know, we're trying to deal with this ourselves. So, you know, we, we may not have been the most supportive. But uh, anyway, show my dad this picture and I'm like, Hey dad, I'm taking this psychology class. It's really interesting. Look at this picture and tell me a story about it. This is like one of our assignments. You know, what do you see here? And he looked at it for a few minutes and he started telling me about this really sad scene. There was a, a man there. I mean, it could have been a man or a woman. And there's a man who's looking out over the ocean, uh, feeling grief and loss. He's waiting for someone that he's not sure will ever come back. And uh, just this really sad scene about feelings of loss and waiting for someone's return. And my jaw just about hit the floor when I heard him telling me, and I'm, I'm looking at it to see if he's not pulling my leg. Like, is, is he really saying this? And he was dead serious. And it just amazed me, like, how he could be telling, basically, I mean, I saw it so clearly, sitting there knowing where he was, where his mindset was, and knowing that, you know, he was still really sad about our mother's loss, to tell this story so openly. And I was just like, wow, Dad, do you, do you realize what you just told me? And he's like, yeah, that was just the scene here. And I explained to him what what he was really saying was just a, an internal projection of, of himself onto this picture. It had nothing to do with anything I told him or, the, or any narrative he might have been given. It was all internal. And that was a real, like, epiphany for me. And I began to understand how we, we have to stop it look at our own personal bias when we're examining something and it's it's so true but it can also be a real powerful tool for you if you understand that that uh, you need to be objective and, and look at facts and separate facts from rhetoric and separate emotions and there are so many if you pay attention to the media to the news and the, the headlines of corporate media, you, you just see this constant selling of fear. In fact, I'm going to try to find you a clip. I'll play where, uh, I forget which news media it was, that there was a leaked tape, a leaked recording of them saying that fear sells. If you're just tuning in, this is John Verd on Liberty Now On Air on 96.9 Plains FM in Christchurch. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes at Liberty Now On Air. You can also get the links, files, and show notes for this episode at libertynow.com.
Okay, I'm back at the home studio now. I found a clip that I wanted to show you about uh, Charlie Chester, CNN technical director, caught by Project Veritas, uh, talking about how they, bragging about how they influenced the outcome of the election, and uh, they were in uh, great part responsible for getting Trump out of office, but also talking about how uh, fear sells, and they were going to use that narrative uh, also to push the climate change narrative. Uh, this video clip was uploaded by Sky News. Let's take a listen. Focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear, like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. For years, we've heard that CNN is the most trusted name in news, but a CNN director is on tape telling us that their propaganda, helping a certain political candidate, employees admitting what we've always known to be true. Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever like We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. That he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it, he's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about, you know. We were. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue, so like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is, will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. It's, it's going to be our focus, like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Who decides that? Head of the network, like, just... Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to, we're going to hone in on our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. And that's the question, Mr. Zucker. Why is it so important to hide the truth of what you're really trying to do? And that's absolutely true. And so they're taking advantage of people and trying to push this whole narrative of panic and fear, particularly now with the uh, COVID virus, and we can go into the, the evidence of that you know, at, at another time, but you can see the motivation, you can see how they're really pushing hard to scare the crap out of people, and you know, you just look at the words they use and the hype they use and how they're demonizing anybody that tries to downplay the fear at all. They get censored because that doesn't help their narrative. And if you don't think censorship is real, if I haven't given you enough evidence yet on past episodes, um, I just would advise you to, to go look around. Anybody with a, a conservative or religious voice in particular, um, and in my view, the, you know, the, the more common sense narrative or voice is going to get suppressed. We're seeing not just uh, them being censored on social media, but but outright banned, or their uh, their channels taken away, being taken, their websites being taken down, their source of funding, their shopping cart bank accounts, 
are being just shut down. So it's time to wake up, people. You got to realize that this stuff is going on. I'm rambling a little bit here, but the, the point I wanted to get back to is about how you, you need to understand. If, if you don't understand yet that there are serious globalist plans to reduce the world population, and if you agree with that, uh, then that's another conversation. The point I want to make is that if, if you don't believe that it's true, that, that these sort of globalist plans are possible to, to actually hurt us by design, to, to deteriorate our health, or to give us potentially unsafe vaccines that are untested, knowing that people are dying from these, and we can look at all tons of cases where people are being harmed by the vaccine. We can also just look at cases where uh, people are being uh, disenfranchised politically, where the, if you don't have the right viewpoint or the narrative, you're not going to see uh, the truth when it comes to uh, election results or uh, the news or the full context when it comes to elections. If you don't think there was any metal, uh, election meddling, again, think again. If you understand that you don't have the same mindset as, as these globalists, you don't have the mindset to hurt people because that's, that's not you. Of course, you're going to project your goodness onto other people. I mean, you know there are Hitlers in history. There are Jeffrey Dahmers who will kill and torture people. And they're not unique in that. I mean, they're not the only ones. And they, they're not all crazy psychopaths. Well, they are all crazy. But they're not some, you know, maniac living under a bridge somewhere. You know, the, the same mentality. Some of these people are in government. There is a percentage of people, there are people with actual real power and money who are psychopaths. You look at, uh, was it uh, Co in Spokane, the serial rapist, come, came from a very wealthy family. And he wasn't some, you know, uh, street homeless person, some psycho living under a bridge you can understand that there are people out there with power and with money and with influence who really do want to do harm, not just to individuals, but to the population on a global scale, then maybe you can admit and understand that the mentality is there, that at least psychologically, psychically, that, that it is possible. Another thing that we can do to help keep us uh, with a, a more accurate worldview is just to get lots of opinions. Don't trust a single source. Don't go just to CNN or MSNBC or Yahoo News or even the fact checkers uh, like factcheck.org. I'm going to show you another clip of the former head of the CDC going uh, to become the CEO at factcheck.org. And also the fact that factcheck.org is invested in all of its assets, about 15.9% of its investments are in Johnson & Johnson, 
who is producing one of the vaccines. So do you think that they're a trustworthy source of information when they're fact-checking people who might have a counter-narrative or who might say suggest something about possible harm from vaccines from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? So I'm going to cut in again here to read you a headline from a recent article, uh, 27th April 2021. Uh, Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky uh, pointed out the discrepancy or the conflict of interest uh, with the former head of the CDC now working for a private company. Uh, the headline is major vaccine, quote, fact checker funded by a group headed by the former CDC director with $1.9 billion in J&J &J stock. You don't think there's a conflict of interest there? Uh, the article goes on to say that U.S. Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky tweeted Saturday, nothing to see here. Former director of CDC is now the CEO of the foundation that funds factcheck.org's vaccine fact-checking program. Uh, roughly 15.9% of said foundation's assets are J&J stock. Bless your heart if you think factcheck.org is an unbiased source of vaccine information, he continued. All right, we'll get back to it. Anyway, you, you have to look. You, again, you have to follow the money. Look at who's actually being paid. Look if there's a conflict of interest. If you want to know if you're getting a true unbiased source of information, and again, with the mainstream corporate media, look where they're getting their money from huge financing in their advertising from uh, you know Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline, AstraZeneca, Moderna. They're they're pumping funding into the media companies. That's their their bread and butter. You think they're going to say anything bad or allow even any negative information? No, you're not it's very 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 rare that any truth is going to come through when it comes to negative opinions about any of those companies. So those are probably my, my two of my best tips for you is, is when you're looking at having a correct worldview or an opinion about a particular topic or, or you're just your outlook in general, follow the money. Who's being paid? Who benefits? It's not going to be obvious right off the top. And number two, look at from, from your own personal perspective, are you projecting your own viewpoints onto someone else? So I hope that helps. I'm gonna throw in some video clips because I like to back up with evidence what I say. I'm not just making this stuff up and uh, back up to the 50,000 foot view and look at what's really going on. It's an eye opener, friends really is but I don't expect you to get there overnight you're gonna have to do uh, you know your own reading your own research I'm just gonna point you in the direction I hope it helps and uh, you know God bless you I love you and uh, again thanks to my friends who are sharing this podcast and the videos uh, I really appreciate you uh, let's do what we can to uh, get the word word out because I really do care and um, I'm I am a humanitarian. I'm not a social justice warrior, but I, I am a human rights warrior. I believe we all have the same rights, um, but we can't legislate 
good. We have to remember that we can only punish bad. In a free society, we can have freedom or we can have equality, but we can't have both. I'm sorry to break it to you, but in a free society, people are going to do different things. They're going to do what they want. If we force an even playing field or, or force equality, then you're going to have to put in place laws that prevent people from acting freely. Um, that's just a fact of life. And you know whether you accept it or like it or believe it or not, it's truth. It doesn't change. It's a fact. So anyway, until next time, that's enough ranting for me. This is John Bird with Liberty Now. Um, God bless. Take care. And we'll see you next time.